Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Let's get to today's message. We are, like I said, we are in week two of this series, and uh, I'm I'm very excited today. So, uh, some I, I I was sharing earlier this this opportunity and and what we're going to be doing today. And somebody said, "Dang, Aaron, how many weeks off are you going to take in a row?" Uh, well, this will be four, uh, and uh, it was unintentional, but it's the way things shaped up, and I'm so thankful for it. Um, what's happened here in, in the recent season is we had uh, a couple families join us, and one of the families that joined us, the the, the father. Uh, came in and he was like, hey, Aaron, I want to get some time with you. And we went and got coffee and he shared with me, he said, hey, I'm, a, I'm an ordained minister. I've been in ministry for 20 plus, 20 plus years and, uh, and I'm, I'm here at your church. My kids really love your church and, and uh, we, we want to be part of what you're doing. And, and basically what he did was he laid his sword on my table and said, these are all the things that, that I have experience in. How can I help you? And I said, what I'd love for you to do is go to Growth Track. Get on a team, join a small group, be part of what we do, and, uh, and we'll see what the Lord will have for us. And he has done all those things over the last four or five months. And um, through further conversations, I said, hey, Jeff, you think you want to preach sometime? And he said, yes. So today, you get to be blessed by the ministry of Jeff Sowers. Please welcome him as he brings God's word. Good. Good morning, everybody. Like Aaron said, I, I'm originally from Ohio, the great state of the best place to live yeah. back in the day, but I was in the military for 20, uh, 15 years, got hurt, retired out, lived in New Mexico for 30 years where the best green chili is made. So if you ever get a chance, go out there. But my daughter found this church, so we came along and we're excited to be here, but super pumped about today, kind of nervous, but I'm okay. It's going to be fun. So we're going to go on a journey today. You guys ready to take a journey? We're going to talk about the unwanted gift that nobody wanted. It's a pretty cool story. So in the beginning, there was this king, this king that lived in a castle. He had everything he wanted. He had all the money he needed, but he wasn't happy. You ever been that way where you have everything you want and you realize, this isn't what I really want. I'm missing something to make my life very happy. And he realized he didn't have any love. He missed love. So he went to his advisor. He said, guys, I need to have a wife. I need to have someone that I can love unconditionally. And the advisor said, dude, you got all the money in the world. You can make someone love you. You can buy any wife you want. You can make her move into your castle, do what you want her to do. But he goes, is that really love? Can you force someone to love you? And he realized, no. So one day he went for a walk. He was outside of his beautiful castle, and he seen this peasant lady. She had nothing, no clothes, no money, and begging for food. So he went back to his advisors, and he said, how can I make this girl love me? He said, dude, you're the king. You got all the power in the world. You can do whatever you want to do. You can make her move in here, and you can make her love you. Is that real love? No. So he got to thinking, you know, and he tried other ways. He tried to bring other ladies to make him have a beautiful love and life. He tried all that. He went back. He says, guys, this is not working. So he goes, maybe I can spoil her 
with diamonds and jewelry and food. If you're a peasant lady and you have nothing and someone offers you all of that stuff, you'll love that person, right? You're like, man, I'll love you for anything because you take care of me. But the king realized that wasn't real love. You know, sometimes people will tell you things to get you to love you, but it's not really love. So the king decided one day he's going to walk away from everything. Took his robe off, laid it down on the ground, took his crown off. He was, I'm going to go live in the trenches with this lady. Can you imagine having everything you needed, all the food, clothes, everybody doing things for you, and walk away from it for love? So that's what he did. He went out in the streets, and he scraped for food because he found someone that he really wanted to be with. Does that remind you guys somebody? The coolest guy that ever walked the earth? So in John 1, it says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the world was God. Verse 2. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that he had been made. So the king was in his castle. He decides it's time to go. So what's he do? He lays everything down and walks out to live like the peasant lady. In Luke 2, 6, 7, it says, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to the firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for him. And that's what the king did. He laid everything down. And that's what Jesus did. When he was born, he laid everything down for us. He could have had anything in the world because he was the coolest guy ever. He was just like the king. He could snap his finger, ask the angels, I need your help. And he never did that. Why? Because he wanted us to be unconditional love. Let me ask you a question. You ever got a Christmas gift that you really wasn't expecting? Like someone gave you a gift of like, really? Am I going to be able to use this thing that you got? Raise your hand if that happened. You ever gave your spouse one that like, I shouldn't have done that, right? <laughs> Like, why was I thinking? Why did I do that? Because you guys ever went to a, a party and they have a white elephant gift? And you see that big box up front? It's like, man, I hope they draw my number first. I really want to get it. And you run up and get it. And you're thinking, it's the biggest box. It's got to have the coolest prize. You shake it. You're excited. And you open it up. It's like a can of soup. You're like, and you're depressed. You're like, that ain't what I wanted. So the whole game, you're trying to auction off this can of soup to get something else that someone had got. Does it work? No, because no one wanted the soup. They wanted what they got, right? You know, I'm gonna, it's really crazy because sometimes men will buy wives their, a gift for Christmas and they think it's the coolest thing, especially if you buy them clothes. Don't do that. I've been married almost 38 years. That's one thing you do not do. You do not buy your wife clothes because that ain't a good thing. So this one guy decided he had the best Christmas gift in the world for his wife. He bought her a mood ring. All right. So if you, once she put on this ring, what color do you think it was? He was in trouble because you don't do that. No, you just don't do that because women, they're... They're different because you, you know what kind of mood they're in when you come home, right? Because you can really upset them in 30 seconds. You just got to treat them like a queen 
and take care of them. Because if you treat them like a queen, they'll take care of you, right? So this one Christmas, I decided to buy my wife this really cool gift on Facebook. You know, where they pop up the ads, right? She had a water fountain in her front yard. My daughter had bought it. Someone had stolen it. I was like, this is a perfect time to buy a new one. So I ordered it, and it came from China. So you know how that works. It takes forever and ever, and it comes after Christmas. And it shows up, and I think it's going to be this gigantic statue. It's about this high. <laughs> it's like, that was stupid, right? When you do something that stupid. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, we have it on the shelf. She didn't know I was going to talk about it, but it's on the shelf. But yeah, later we moved up here, we found one that looked like it that cost me a lot more money than the one that was on Facebook. Don't ever buy those little ads on Facebook because it's, it's not worth it. You know. So back to Jesus. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so when Jesus was born into this world, he was just a little baby. But he could have been born in a castle. He could have been born with a, a robe wrapped around him, a crown. But he wasn't that way. He was born just like a normal person that lived on the street. You know, and that's why I think he, God planned it. Because I think Jesus wanted to represent us sometimes, how we feel unwanted and no one loves us. And we, don't, we don't get that way. So in John 10, 1, verse 10 and 11, it says this. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Think about that. The world didn't recognize the coolest person that ever walked. How many times we walk by someone and we don't recognize them who they are? Number 11 says, He came to that which he was owned, but his own did not receive him. So when he was born, they didn't want him. They didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize him. And that word receive in Greek says parlobono, right? I said that right? <laughs> I've been practicing all week on that word. But that means to take someone unconditionally and receive them. So when you're getting married, you're telling God and the pastor, you're going to receive your spouse unconditionally. When you, when you get married, you're telling that everybody else, from this time out, we're going to be one person. And I think that's what Jesus was doing when he was on the earth. He wanted everybody to get along. The cool, crazy part about this, who likes Christmas Jesus? You know, a lot of people like Christmas Jesus because they, they let us play Christian music in the stores, right? They put out the Christmas trees, the baby Jesus, the Mary, everything. They put everything out because when he's a baby Jesus, he's not scary. He can't do nothing as a baby Jesus. He can't talk. He can't correct you when you talk back to a spouse or lie or cheat or fall back to what God brought you out of. See, baby Jesus, he's cool. You know, you just cuddle them. It's like your grandbaby. You can just cuddle them, and they don't do nothing because they, don't, they can't judge you right then because he's just a baby. But that's the cool part. So last week when, you, when she was preaching, she was talking about telegating at night, so I was like, don't use my, don't use my thing, right? <laughs> when pastor's sitting there, you're like, don't do that. So Ricky Bobby, he's a character from the movie. He's sitting at the dinner table. You guys ever see the movie? That's really cool because he sits there and he goes, when you pray, you can pray to whatever Jesus you want to, right? You can pray to the teenage Jesus, the grown-up Jesus, the bearded Jesus, but I like Jesus, the nice little baby Jesus, because I can cuddle up to him. Crazy part about that, my daughter usually calls me a lot and says, 
Dad, since you're close to Jesus, can you pray for me? Julie does that. My wife told me to say that. She goes, because you're, you're, you're tight with Jesus because you're a pastor. We're all tight with Jesus. Depends on how you walk, right? But see, the crazy part is Christmas Jesus became the crucified of Jesus. The, you know, I, I just picture that day when they decided to destroy the coolest person that ever walked the earth. I don't think it was fun for him to get those crowns stuffed on his head, those nails put through his hands and feet, and his mom had to watch. I don't know if as a mother or father you ever seen your child get hurt. You don't feel the pain that they're feeling. And everybody turned their back on him that day, even his disciples, because they, did, they wasn't expecting that. And Isaiah 53 says, he was despised and rejected by mankind. I don't know about you, but I, would, I think it would be kind of cool to walk around with Jesus on the earth because he's the coolest guy you could ever meet. You know, he, he, did, he just walked around. He didn't need nothing. He didn't ask for nothing. But he just, he really took care of us. But point number one is they were they were, well, let me see, they were offended by his message. See, when Jesus would do miracles, they loved him. When he decided to feed 5,000 people food, they were excited. You know, when he, remember that story where he breaks the fish and the bread and feeds all the people? They were happy until he started preaching. Then they left. Because a lot of us don't want to be judged for what we're doing wrong. See, we can come to church and check the box, but are you really coming to church to change your life? Because coming to church is easy. Getting out of bed, take a shower, hopefully, come to church, you know? <laughs> and you can get, you know, I did, I did it. I went to church. But until you totally invest in what God can do in your life, you really can't get the full effect of the gift he has for you, Right? In John 12, 42, 43, it says, receiving, this, I've got point two, I'm sorry. Receiving Jesus meant rejecting someone else. That's scary, huh? You guys agree with that? Okay, in John 12, 42, 43, says this. Many people did not believe in him. However, including, including some of the Jewish leaders, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. How true is that today? that we don't tell people we go to church. We don't invite our friends to church. You don't want them to know that you go to church because they might think you're weird. Or you're working at work and you don't tell people you go to church. Or people don't know who you really are because you act differently at church than you do at work. Because you can have a more bigger impact outside of the building than you can inside the building. Because if Jesus lives in you, it rubs off everybody else. Because you're going to be tested when you're at work. You're going to be tested driving in Columbus. Right? You're going to be tested in the stores during the holidays. But if you represent Jesus 24-7, when your life falls apart, he can make a difference. And that's what we have to do. Because they didn't like him because of what he did. Here's a true story. This isn't with the Romans. They didn't like the children of God because who they were. 
See, the Romans had to guard the Jews, but they didn't live in their hometown. They had to live in Pakistan. I don't know about you, but I'd like to hang out with my family and stay with a bunch of strangers, right? They were forced to be there because they had to control the Jews. The Jews couldn't go, if it was today time, they couldn't go to the movies without permission. They couldn't have anybody in their house without getting permission from the Romans. Can you imagine that? You could never have anybody in your house unless you had to ask someone if they could come. They had no money. They had to pay a lot of money out. Whatever they spent, they had to, get, they had to do because the Romans controlled their lives. That's like the world today. If you left the, let the world control how you live, you'll never benefit from what God can do in your life. Because sometimes we, we hold stuff back and we're afraid to get out of the box of being a Christian. We're afraid what God can do for us that someone might see. So the Romans, they controlled the Jews all the time. The Jews got jealous. They were mad. So they decided to get some knives. They'd hide it underneath their robes when they'd walk through the town. Then they would stab the Romans in a crowded area, try to make them feel better. Did it work? No. It made the Romans even madder, and they said, okay, we got you. We're going to take a bunch of your people and crucify them and hang them on the street. We're going to show you how much power we have. That's how they controlled them. They put scare tactics in their life. See, a lot of people don't give Jesus a chance because of the Christians in the church. Wow, pastor, that's mean. Because Christians can be idiots sometimes. You know? Who in here has never sinned in our life? A lot of times we judge the people that are sinners that come into our church. Or we judge the people in our life because they're sinners. And we can't do that. There was this deacon. He went to this church for years, tithed, did whatever the pastor asked him to do. He loved God and he loved the church. Then he found out the pastor was stealing money from the church and never went back. There was this guy that wanted to get married. After he got divorced, he went to the pastor. He says, Pastor, I found this, this lady and I want to marry her. And he told her, no, you, I can't remarry you because you've been divorced. That's not right. A month later, he finds out the pastor was having an affair with someone in the church. Then his dad, he went to go get some food for his family one day. This hits home because I grew up very, very poor. And this father went to the church to get food for his family. And guess what the church said? Can't help you, man. So they never went back to church. Kind of scary, huh? The words we say and our actions, how it affects other people. Had this little girl named Ariana. Beautiful, beautiful girl. She went to my children's church for a long time. Then one day she got sick. Cancer took over her body. And then she blamed God and quit coming to church because of what God did for her. Hurt her, but her friend got healed. So she, she was mad at God for that. And, you know, people can do that, right? Sometimes your family gets divorced, you're going through a death or something, and you blame God and you get mad about it. But if we try to figure out God's plan, we'll go crazy. Because God has a plan for each one of us, so that's why you need to go through growth track to figure out what your gift is so you can help other people. Because if you don't do that, you've got a gift in your lap and you're never opening it up.
You know what I do at Christmas? I'm always the last one to open up my Christmas gift. My gift. I get one. I'm usually bad, I guess. I don't know. I get one. But I, I love giving stuff away and watching other people get excited. Because it's better to see a smile on someone else's face than make me happy. If I was rich, we would have a good time, but I'm not rich, right? But here's what I want you to think about. Don't let the wrapping paper that God has in your life go to waste. Don't let that gift sitting there never get unwrapped so you can help someone else. Because you might have a gift that you don't know about, that you could do church outside of the church to help this church grow. See, God wants the church to be full of people that need to know how, how cool it is to have the coolest friend in his life. See, in number four, it says, Jesus wasn't the Messiah they expected. They, he wasn't the man they thought he was. They thought he was going to ride in on a big horse, knock the Romans out of their castle, put on the throne, the robe, and be the person that could just take his sword and just kill everybody and wipe out all the power. But what did he do? He wore sandals, little cloth, outfit, and just told people, I got your back. I got your back. Because he, he will take care of us if you let him. But as long as you sit there in the chair and don't do what God's put in your life, you're wasting the opportunity for what God has done already. See, a lot of us think that you're a mistake and you're not important enough. But we're all here for a reason. We're all in this building for a reason. We're all here for this. This church was brought here for a reason. It's a gift to people that once they open up that, the gift that God has put in your heart, he'll blow your socks off. You know, I believe in tithing and I believe in supporting the church. And I always tell people, you can't outgive God. You cannot outgive God because God will bless you. It might not be today. It might be years down the road. But he will. He will take care of you. I promise. Someday, it might not be money. God might decide, hey, you need another grandbaby. Boom. Get another grandbaby. That means I work longer because I have another grandbaby coming. Because grandbabies, I'm going to tell you a secret. Grandbabies are really special. Once your children have grandbabies, you forget about your children because the grandbabies are more important. Right? They know that. Right? I do have a surprise story I want to tell you. One day back in the church that me and my wife worked at, I was the kid's pastor. She was, my, uh, she was the brains behind the whole thing. She ran the whole thing. She was my secretary. She took really good care of me because I think if you have a good wife in ministry, they're your backbone. Without them, you can't do church. You've got to, they got, they're 100% behind you. You're their biggest critic. They will correct you when you do something wrong. Trust me, they do. But one day, she was in the office, and I had been to the other building. I was getting ready for the weekend, and this guy came in looking for a pastor. So my wife directed her to the head pastor's office. He goes down, he knocks on the door, and he asks, he goes, I need prayer. He goes, I'm thinking about ending my life today. And leaving my family. They said, you got to make an appointment. That just, I didn't know because I was in the other building. I come walking back. 
And this man walks up, and I said, you all right? He was crying. I said, tell me your story. So we sat down and talked. For about 30 minutes, I prayed with him, and he changed his mind. For a couple years after we lived there, he had a couple babies, and every time we seen him at the fair, he was so excited because someone took five minutes out to share God's message. Because you never know, man, who you're going to, you got 30 seconds to save someone's life. 30 seconds. You know, the coolest thing to do is when you're in a store or at a restaurant, someone says, hey, man, I need you to pray for me. Do it right there. Right in front of everybody. It's the coolest thing in the world. It'll blow people away. I had a guy the other day at work stop me in my aisle. I said, sir, I think you, I need to pray for you. Never met the guy in my life. Right there in the middle of the aisle. Prayed for me. But you never know what's going to happen. See, God has a plan for us, each one of us. Back in 1990, I was in the Air Force as a plumber. Loved, I loved the Air Force. I guess best decision I ever made in my life. I was working and I was putting a urinal on the wall and it shattered. You know those porcelain urinals? It just broke in pieces. And it lacerated the median nerve in my hand. So then the Air Force decided, we don't want you because you can't carry a gun. So they got rid of me, made me retire out early. And I was mad. Would you, would you guys be mad? Because I couldn't support my family. I felt like I wasn't a man. When a man can't support their family, they feel really lonely, right? So I went from job to job to job. Then I became a mailman, which was really cool. Got to wear those cool shorts. You know, I had a really good tan. You know, my kids loved it because we I was making a lot of money. But then God not, tapped me on the shoulder. He says, Jeff, you're done. I want you to go be a pastor. Who's ever argued with God? I said, dude. That's what I said. I said, dude, I make more money now. I can help you. He goes, I don't want your money. I want your heart. So we went from making a lot of money to making $75 a week at a church. Yeah, I was jamming. I was jamming. I was making a lot of money, right? So this, this guy one day was in a hotel. He was hanging out. And all of a sudden, the smoke alarm went off, the fire alarm went off, and he's panicking. So he goes to the door. He looks at this door, and on the side, you know that bottle of water that costs $4? He goes, now's the time I can get it for free. So he grabs it, and he's running down the hallway, and he hears someone coughing and hacking in the background. And he realizes this lady, she was stuck on the floor. He gives his water away because she needed it more than he did. See, we're all sinners with Christ, right? We're all sinners. We're awful sinners. But see, Jesus is an awesome Savior. We might not see his face or his body, but man, that dude is here. And he'll reach down and grab your hand and he'll say, I call him dude. I mean, I guess my daughter's right. We're tight. But I call him dude because he's the coolest dude in the world. You know, he doesn't judge us. People we hang out judge us. But Jesus will never turn his back on us. We could be the dumbest people, do the stupidest things. Over and over again. How many times we get mad at our kids because they do keep doing stupid stuff, right? <laughs> or you ask your husband to take out the trash and they don't do it, right? <laughs> or you ask them to help you with the dishes and they're busy. 
I used to tell kids in church, the boys, I said, if you do dishes, it softens your hands. So when you get married, when you hold your wife's hand, she'll really enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with doing dishes, especially if you do it for your queen. Right? She's your queen. God gave you a queen. Open that door when she gets in. Treat her with respect because God will bless you. That's a free one. So in the, in the beginning, you guys come in, there were some pennies that if you didn't get one, you can get one when you go out. But there's a really cool story behind this penny. Because you ever walk down the street and see a penny laying on the ground and you never pick it up? I do every time because pennies turn into dimes. Right? right? <laughs> pennies turn into dimes. And when you have two girls and almost five grandbabies, you need all the money you can get. But sometimes in life, you're having a bad day. And you feel like no one wants you. And people have told you, man, maybe you shouldn't have been born. Maybe you're a mistake. And you think, wow, am I a mistake? If God really loved me, none of this bad stuff would have happened. But sometimes we feel like it. We all, make, we all trip up. We all have addictions, right? We're all addicted to something. I love chocolate. I have cookies in my refrigerator all the time because that's my addiction. But sometimes you ever feel like that person, you're sitting there and, and just people just walk by you and they won't talk to you because you got a tattoo, you got an earring, you have, don't have the fancy clothes, you live on the wrong, kind of, right, wrong side of town, or maybe you've made a mistake and you had to pay for it by going to jail or something like that. And you're thinking, okay, what do I do? Jesus did it. That little penny, there's a cross that was punched out. So when you carry this penny around and the cross is punched out, that means God loved you so much, he took this unwanted penny, reminds you that he died on the cross for you. So just put this anywhere that helped you remind you that when you have your bad days, when you feel like no one in the world loves you, and you feel like, man, if I go back there, I'm going to do the same thing over again. God doesn't keep a record. He doesn't keep a record of what we do bad. If he did, I would be in trouble, right? Because I'm not perfect. I don't blame to be perfect. I make mistakes every day. But I try to be the person that God has put in my life so I can help somebody else. And maybe that gift for you is to pray for people. Maybe God puts on your heart to Call and pray for Pastor Aaron as he's running his church and his staff. They need prayer because the world doesn't like what we're doing here. The devil doesn't like us. He will attack you every chance he gets. Every time someone in your family gets sick, he'll remind you, hey, if you love me, that would have probably never happened. And that's a lie, right? So in John 14, 3, it says this. And if we go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Ain't that cool? He's going to come back and get us, right? You know, people say, Pastor, are you scared of dying? No, because I know one day I get to go there. And they probably have free ice cream. So, right? And you don't gain weight in heaven, just saying, right? <laughs> I will come back and take you with me that 
where I am. Ain't that the coolest promise that you can get? You ever think about sometimes you tell your kids you're going to be there and you don't show up and they get upset. But Jesus made a promise. He says, I'm coming back to get the people that love me. And you might not think your life is perfect right now. You're thinking, how can God love me? He does. So we don't know the end of the king's story where they, if he came back and they fell in love and they lived in the castle and had everything. You know, it's not like a Hallmark movie, right? We find out at the end, they kiss and they get all happy. Who watches Hallmark movies with their wife? I watch a lot, so they didn't. That we don't know if that's the point. But so, are you willing to walk away from the junk that holds you back from loving God? Because the longer you carry that suitcase on your back, the heavier it gets. Because it's easier to hold on than let go. I'll just do it once a week. No one will know. Do you know why robbers rob at night so no one can see them? That's where more sins are created behind closed doors. What if we all lived in a glass house? Right? I'm just saying, we all make mistakes. I knew this, uh, this lady one time told me a story about her dad dying in the hospital. And she goes, Dad, it's okay to go. They made a song of it, but... He said, Dad, it's okay to go. He says, honey, I can save one more for Jesus if I live another day. That's our goal. Save as many people for Jesus as you can. Remember that little girl I told you about that had cancer? She called me up one day. She says, Pastor, you want to go to breakfast? Yes. I like to eat. I'd already had breakfast, but I said, this is the opportunity to talk to her. Second breakfast. It's okay. So we went and we ate. She was in her wheelchair, and uh, we're sitting there talking. I ordered this really jamming French toast. It was really good. She walks up. She goes, Pastor, can I have some of your French toast? Yeah. Jesus would. Take it. So I watched her eat my French toast, and she's flying around in her wheelchair. She only had one leg. And uh, big heart, big heart kid. I'll never forget Ariana. So we're sitting there, and that's when she told me, she goes, Pastor, I'm really mad at God. You know, because she goes, all these people were praying for me to get better. But here's what she said. I'll never forget her face. She goes, I'll be happy when I get my leg back in heaven. She goes, I can't be real without my leg. Because they had to cut it off. So we got to go to a movie, a play with her that night, and a couple weeks later, we went and hung out with her. I have some crazy TikTok videos that I will not show the public because we had a lot of fun with that little girl. And about a week later, I told her, I says, I'll pray with you so when you go, you go in peace. But then she looked me in the eye and she says, Pastor, I'm going to tell you a story. Jesus told me he's not done with you. Pretty crazy, huh? When a 12-year-old looks you in the eye, knowing she's going to die, says, Jesus is not done with you. A week later, we got to do her funeral. But she told me, no one's seen her. They've seen her chair. They didn't see the real Ariana without the chair. Sometimes we put people on a shelf that we want to look at them because they're different. 
because they were in a wheelchair or maybe they don't have a lot of money. But that little girl made an impact on me because it was cool because we had like 500 people in the church that day. And the best part is the football coach that I've been praying with for three years, I finally got him in church. I said, today you're here. You get to hear me preach. But what impact are you going to leave on somebody? You're going to be the person that just sits in the chair on your hands and not do nothing? Or are you going to be the person that decides to pray for the community for whoever needs that special touch? So as we come to the end of this cool story of the coolest man that you ever fall in love with, I guarantee you he will take care of you. I don't care what you've done. He doesn't care. He saved a sinner on the cross the day he died that was a robber. Last 30 seconds of his life. So what are you waiting for? Waiting for someone to pay for it? He already did. He took the most crucial pain that anybody can do. I don't know how any person could take the stripes on the back that he did and not get mad. Because sometimes we get mad because people don't talk to us. We don't smile at us. Or the pastor don't shake my hand. Pastor don't know my name. We try to remember names. There's a lot of people. Right? I forget my name sometimes. When I call my children, they know if they're all together, they're all going to get a different name. It just happens. But see, I know one person knows my name. One day when I said, Jesus, I love you so much. And look what you've done for me. If he can take an old guy like me that nobody wanted and get to preach to people that hopefully one day we get to hang out in heaven together, that's what I'm going to do. So we're going to pray, but here's what I want you to think about as we're getting ready to pray. I want you to think about that moment that someone made fun of you, called you a name said, who, who can love you if you're addicted to alcohol or drugs or pornography or anything like that? Or someone in your family dies. How can God love me if you take my parent? I've been in the hospital praying for people, knowing that God's ready to take their loved one. That's a scary situation. When you lose a loved one, you're thinking, God, I prayed that you were going to heal my mom or my dad or my kid. But see, God has a plan for each one of us. And if we try to figure it out, our head will explode. I I just don't want you to go home and miss the best gift that God can give you. The gift that can just shatter your world if you just open up the ribbon and let him in. So let's pray. Before we sit, close your eyes. Let me ask you a question. Is there someone in this room that's never opened up that gift? They're holding back and say, I'm going to hold on to that no matter what. I'm not going to let it go. If that's you, raise your hand. I'd love to pray for you. Because there's, I just want you to realize the importance of God can do in your life. So we're going to do this together. We're all going to pray together because we all need this special touch from God. Repeat after me. Dear Father, I'd love you so much. Thank you for sending your son to me. Thank you for washing away all the sins of my life. Thank you for being the coolest friend I'll ever have. Watch over my family and protect us. Amen.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope it has given you hope and helped you know God a little bit more. The goal of this podcast is to reach beyond our walls and connect with people far from God. If you'd like to join us in doing that, there are several ways for you to get involved. First, you can pray for us as a church. Prayer is our first response and our greatest resource. Pray for opportunities that we can boldly step into, make a difference in our community and around the world as we proclaim the, the good news of Jesus. Second, share this episode on your social media accounts and directly with your friends. It's easy to do through whatever platform you're currently using to listen to this message. Just click share and follow the prompts. Finally, you can support the mission through your generosity. The best part about this is that it's also an act of worship where you express the priority of your love for God and others through your finances. Links to give are in the show notes or simply visit www.mysimple.church giving. We are so thankful you joined us today. Hope you'll consider joining the mission of our church in some way. Thank you again, and we'll see you at next week's episode.